I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin. We have an encore presentation of sports director George Faust's interview with Cajun golf coach Theo Sliman. Plus, we'll tell you when the women's basketball team will play again in the Cajun Dome and what's special about it. Leading off this week, the Cajun football regular season finale. Louisiana needed to win at Texas State to keep their postseason hopes alive and win the Cajuns did. Louisiana defeated the Bobcats 41 to 13. The Cajuns were down three in the first quarter until Chandler Fields connected on an 18 yard toss to running back Chris Smith for the touchdown. The Cajuns would then stretch their lead to 11 in the second quarter when Draylon Washington went in from eight yards out. That quarter of Cajun scoring was sandwiched by a pair of Kenneth Almendaris kicks. Smith picked up touchdown number two in the third quarter and pick it up on the ground. And then Fields would also have a second touchdown to his credit. He would throw it to Peter LeBlanc the fourth, his first score of the season. That's for LeBlanc, that is. Cajun starting quarterback would throw for 187 yards. Then in the fourth, Zeon Chris would throw a touchdown pass of his own. Lance Legendry would collect his first touchdown catch of the year. On defense, Jordan Quibido would go over the 100 tackle mark for the season. First Cajun defender to do that since Jacques Boudreaux in 2019. And Eric Guerrero would collect his second interception of the season. Here's a team after closing out the regular season emphatically and heading to a bowl for the fifth year in a row. Really pleased with our coaching staff and game plan. I thought on offense, um, you know, those guys did a really good job putting it together. Um, Defensively, we've got some big plays, you know, some momentum plays that we needed. Um, you know, certainly there's some things that we've got to work on, some of these run fits and, and the edge runs and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it's always it's always better to be able to work on that after you get a win. You know, Chandler's a really good athlete. Um, he runs really well, and he's got a great arm. Um, but I think Chandler's, like most quarterbacks, I was kind of the same way. I had to kind of get him a little bit of a rhythm, and uh, we tried to run him early as well. That's when that's his comfort level too is, is running a little bit, kind of getting hit. The first play of the game was actually a, a read um, that just ended up being a give. But you know, we were just trying to get him going a little bit, especially after last week. You know, I was really pleased with the way he finished the game last week, um, and I just wanted to try to help get him a little confidence. But I mean, it's it's the normal pass game stuff we do. You know, naked's quick game. You know, some shots and mixing a little drop back in there in certain situations. And Chandler handled it really well. You know, I mean, aside from the interception where he, you know, he didn't see the backside safety. I mean, and really, you know, you put the ball out there, you try to give the guy a chance, I mean, you can live with those. Over the weekend, I kind of reflected on what I needed to do to do better and get our team to win, and I was just being myself out there, having fun, and just taking the game as it comes to me. So I just felt good in our game plan and just we attacked them. Our backs did a really good job pressing the blocks. Uh, some of them hit front side that typically don't. Um, you know, they, they did a really good job. Our tight ends played well on the edge. so. Um, you know, we got to some things that worked for us that were good. Um, and, you know, and our, our kids, I mean, it doesn't matter really what you call, you know, the kids have to go out there and execute. And, and they did. They executed really well, very efficient. Um, I, I was pleased with the way we ran the ball. Honestly, woke up this morning, Draylon was like, man, I feel good. I might rush for 100 yards today. I'm like, man, hey, just calm down, play ball. He's like, I feel, I feel good. I'm like, hey, if you feel good, I feel good. Let's go do it, man. But all credit to the O-line. O-line played really good tonight. Glad to have Carlos Rubio back in the lineup. 
just I love seeing those boys go out there and play ball and just have fun. You know, two of the last three wins that we had, well, I guess two of the last three games, you know, we won the we won the football game by, you know, by pretty comfortable by the time you get to the end of it, right? And uh, I just think that our team has finally settled in to the identity, you know, and what we are. Like, we, we're going to be a blue-collar team. We're going to be tough. We're going to have to grind it out when it gets hard. And then we got to find a way to feed off of each other and, and build off the momentum that we created. Um, you know, I mean, this team should be confident. They've gotten better all year. Um, they've done the things we've asked them to do. They've played better and better. Um, and they just show up and work every day. So, you know, the, the confidence comes from the preparation and knowing the way that you've worked. And these guys have put in the work. They've put in the time. So, you know, we're, we're, we're don't know who we play, don't know where we play. It doesn't really matter. First, it's going to be about us anyway. Um, but we're just, man, we're so excited to get to do it one more time. And we have more Cajun Nation to come. We head to the hardwood next with a check on the men's and women's basketball teams. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Entering the week, the Cajun men's basketball team was lost free. They went on the road for a pair. Cajuns and the SMU Mustangs. Louisiana makes its first visit to Moody Coliseum since 1986-1987. Here's Greg Williams cracking it from the corner. Then later on, Jordan Brown saw a little outside. Now let's show a little inside. Down low, he had 26 points. And then in overtime, a big bucket from Williams, who had 19 points. Cajuns also made their free throws late. 54% from there. They win 76-72 and remain undefeated at that point. 5-0. Oh. Louisiana then faced unbeaten Drake on Saturday. A near steal leads to a Greg Williams Jr. layup in the first. And then later, Jalen Dallacourt goes down the court to Emma's Folk, and he finds the cup. And then later on, right before half, Isaiah Richards would get the layup to go from Michael Thomas. However, Cajuns would fall in this one to Drake, 76-64, ending their undefeated start. Cajun women were also on the road. They were looking to end a four-game losing streak as they traveled to Denton, Texas for the UNT Thanksgiving Tournament. Cajuns were able to defeat the hosts 60-59 Friday night. Louisiana gave up 25 first-quarter points and were down by double digits in the second quarter. However, Cajuns shot a season-best 40% from the field and committed only six turnovers. Nubia Benedict and Kyra Wren each had 14 points. Wren's late. Second chance layup was the difference and put Louisiana up 13 with 13 seconds to go, rather, in regulation. Sunday, the women took on Abilene Christian for the first time ever. Louisiana won that one, 54-38. Cajuns go two for two in the UNT Thanksgiving tournament. Tamara Johnson had a double-double, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Sherry Johnson chipped in, 15 points of her own. The Raging Cajuns women's basketball program is inviting all local, local, rather, Area, elementary, middle school, high school classes to attend the program's ninth annual education game on Tuesday, November 29th at 11 a.m. at the Cajun Dome. Raging Cajuns match up against LSU Shreveport and all games throughout the season for that matter, free to attend for all. It's a great opportunity for students in the Acadiana region to experience college athletics and get a unique look at higher education. We've got golf coming up next on Inside Cajun Nation. We have an encore presentation of sports director George Strauss' interview with Cajun golf head coach Theo Sliman.
Well, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. I'm George Faust, alongside the UL Headman's golf coach, Theo Sliman. Theo, thanks so much for your time again. As always, really enjoy chatting with you. Well, George, thanks. Uh, thanks for the support. Always look forward to coming on Cajun Nation and uh, particularly love to come brag on the boys. So thank, <laughs> thanks for having us. That's right. So, look, this, the season is wrapped up for the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, the next time we'll see you will be, what, in uh, February? Valentine's Day will be our next competition. So yeah, we a little so, bit of a break. So you got you got the holidays to kind of recoup, uh, maybe go practice a little yeah. on whatever you need. But uh, you guys wrapped up a phenomenal fall season. I think uh, kind of uh, it, are you impressed with how how it how it ended? And and obviously we're going to talk a little bit more about Hawaii because uh, that's where you just finished up. But uh, just in in general, the the fall season went how. Yeah, the fall season had, had some hiccups in it. Uh, we started off pretty slow. Um, we had a, a fifth-year senior, Hudson Dubinsky, was sidelined uh, the week before the season started with a, a hand injury, so that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, but he handled it with such positive attitude and really maturity, which uh, we'll get to at the end, how he, start, he helped us tremendously in our final event. But, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of just... Couldn't get anything going. Had one good round of tournament, nothing, just our, our final rounds were pretty poor, playing some kind of mediocre golf, and, and the ranking kind of a, showed it. And then uh, we got Hudson healthy and put him in the lineup for the final event in, 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 in Maui, and, uh, and the, he really sparked us. He came out, uh, the team played kind of poorly that first round um, as a collective group, but Hudson fired in the five, being the five bag, shot 68. And you could see it, you know, that after the round, you could see his teammates just like, he's back, wow. And you could see some confidence build in the other, the other guys. And then, um, yeah, then, then we were kind of off to setting some records, which was pretty cool to be a part of. Um, uh, and let's talk a little bit about that, because that, that was the trip that I didn't get invited to. Um, but <laughs> Jessica Leger took your spot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, I one. guess Dr. Oh, Le Doc, she, Dr. Leger took I, your spot. I guess she's, what, she's like an associate athletic she's, director. Yeah, she's, she's, our, she's got a little rung up on me there. She's, okay, uh, I she's, get it. she's our sport administrator. There you and, go. And she's really awesome for our program. <laughs> yeah, no, so right. So, so uh, I was just kidding, by the way. Don't, don't just you, you, at least you think I uh, actually was thinking I was going on that trip. Uh, I was not. Um, but but talk about that. So you get to go to Hawaii and, and uh, quite the experience. And I, just from from the start to the finish, I mean, it, it turned out to be one of your more productive trips in the fall. Yes, it was. It was, um, like I said, we started off slow at Turning Stone. And then here in Squire Creek, we finished middle of the pack, 10 out of 20. And then, uh, then Gadsden came around. And, and the team had the lead. Uh, going into the final round and kind of got slapped with the wet towel, but we finished third there. And then all of a sudden, after that tournament, you could see the guys say, hmm, we belong here. Mm -hmm. And then they followed up Tempest with a, with a fourth place finish, and then, then we did. We're very lucky to go to, to Hawaii. We have uh, the support there of the administration. They realize and recognize that it's a, it's a big event, a big trip. It's a, it's a big recruiting tool, helps us tremendously on the recruiting trail. And, uh, and it doesn't count towards your competition days, although it counts towards your rankings, which is a huge plus as well. Um, and so we went out to Maui. It was a new tournament. We, we've been to Hawaii before, but we never played in this one and, and, and called this coach there and kind of begged and pleaded for our fifth-year seniors to, to, to be able to experience a third island. They're pretty lucky. You know, yeah. Charlie Flynn and Hudson have 
been on three different islands competing for the Raging Cajuns. And Coach huh. Simpson, who, by the way, is going to come to the Louisiana Classics oh, cool. next year. Not this spring, but next, which is really neat. Uh, but the boys, the boys did. Hudson sparked us with a 68 that first round, and I, I can't remember exactly where we stood in the field. I think we were around 12th. And then had a, had a, had a much better performance the next day, um, shooting five under following that, that eight over uh, performance uh, of, that, of that first five over performance of that first round. And then, and then just off to the races, the final round. It was pretty special. Eli Ortego had a, a bogey-free 63 school record. Nice. Um, lowest lowest round shot in program history, and that's that's something to be said. You know, when you have the likes of just seeing inducting Mike Heinen into the Hall of Fame, right. Craig Perks, Greg Saunier, uh, some pretty some pretty strong players have come through this program, and he has his name on on top, and and it's pretty pretty special for him, pretty special for the team, and very special for the coach. Um, but it was a collective group as well, where we saw you know Charlie Flynn shoot 65 that same final round, and Jake Marler shot 69 in that final round, and we went on to shoot 17 under, uh, which was a, a program, program individual record, uh, along with 8, 830-54 hole stroke uh, program record as well. So wow. three records yeah. in one tournament makes that, <laughs> makes that eight hour flight uh, Worth it, pretty huh? fun coming home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and so, so you get a chance to, to kind of experience that Eli just seems to be playing at a high level, right? I mean, he's always been special. We, mm -hmm. we kind of see that, and you've talked about it, and I, I've seen it. I mean, got to see him in high school, mm -hmm. uh, luckily enough, and, and, then, and then obviously with you guys. But does he have – like you mentioned some of those stellar names of, of Cajun lore. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it, do you is, – is, is that fair comparison? I mean, does, does he look like he – could possibly uh, make a career out of that? No, uh, to answer that question, yes. Uh, very simple put, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Um, he, he checks all the boxes. Um, he's a very mature young man, very talented. Uh, I think most importantly, though, he, he wants to learn. Mm. Two th he wants to learn and he wants to compete. And when you, when you have that little recipe and you're willing to learn and you're willing to try things and you're willing to do things differently and, and experiment in, in, the, in the hopes to get better, uh, and you have the drive to compete, that's a pretty nice little recipe. Um, and, and it's nice to see, you know, his teammates see that. And, and, and he bring, he pulls, pull, he feeds off of them as well. Um, but yes, to, I guess long-windedly to answer your question, I do believe that Eli, Eli can definitely, um, he better make a, make a, a run at the next level. Uh, gotcha. I'll kick him in his butt if he does it. <laughs> Well, yeah, sure enough, he's 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 doing a great job, and just watching. I, I mean, I haven't seen him play a lot of golf, but uh, I've had a chance to kind of follow the the scores, and I saw him in high school. I, mm -hmm. I, I've seen him a couple of times for when you guys play uh, here at the Louisiana Classics and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a guy to keep your eye on, right? Mm -hmm. Take your pictures with him now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, some, not and speaking of it as as a collective group as well. Um, something I've never experienced in 15 years of coaching, that final round, or not that final round, that, that final tournament in the fall, mm -hmm. all five of our players shot in the 60s. Yeah. You know, and so when you can, you, you, typically you see a college team, the one, the two, the three guy might shoot in the 60s, and sure. then you got your four or five guy kind of hovering around par, maybe 75 or so. Sure. We had all five. I mean, Milan, That's the impressive. freshman, shot 67 in the second round. To reference Jake shooting 69, Charlie shooting 65, Hudson shooting 68, Eli shooting 63. That in itself, 
uh, is an exciting um, to have in the in the in the bank. Yeah, that's, that's sure an enough. exciting thing to have in the bank as a team to know when you tee it up that all four of your teammates could potentially produce today. That frees you up, yeah. and um, it's exciting. Yeah, good stuff from Theo Sliman. He's the head golf coach for the Raging Cajuns. We're going to talk more with him in just a moment when we come back in 90 seconds here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back. Welcome back to the show, Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Theo Sliman there. Thanks so much for staying up with us and enjoying uh, just a little bit of talk of Raging Cajun golf, which Quite impressive. They just returned uh, a couple weeks back uh, from Hawaii, their final tournament of the fall. So you, now you turn the page, you kind of take a break. And, and golf is one of these games where you, you don't really take a break, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to stay sharp. So the off season doesn't necessarily mean off. It just means you're not competing in a tournament. You, you want to come to the next team meeting? I, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Okay. I'd love to just play around with it, you guys. That'd but you're great. absolutely correct. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we, we got back from our event, and, yes, we had, we had, had a nice event, nice end of the fall. Um, and, and that event, mind you, we were, we were eight under through the first 12 holes and shot even par that first round. So we fumbled mm. and wound up, wound up shooting, uh, shooting 22 under par. And finishing fourth, but sat the team down and talked about the off season. And I said, guys, I'm proud of you. We're excited. Let's celebrate this 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 shot in the arm. But I said, guys, my biggest concern is that y'all are okay and content and think we really accomplished something really big and, and kind of get lazy over the off season. Mm. I want to go find why we why we fumbled the, the the eight under par in that first round. And had we not, we'd finish second. So my point is. You hope, and you in in a, a good end to the fall. True good teams take that as a momentum builder and work harder. And I think this team is made up of some true winners. Yeah. And I think they're gonna they're gonna it's really gonna push them into the into the spring with a good off season. It's very much like football, where you know you want that bowl game because you get those 15 extra practices mm -hmm. that nobody else gets. Well. Not everybody gets right, and uh, kind of that same mentality has to be, uh, I guess, transferred over. And like, hey, we finished, but look, we've got a whole spring season, and, and that's that's when the you know you're, you're going to play in the some. You, your goal is to get to the NCAA's, right? Yes. I mean, that's what you want. So to do that, you have to continue. You got to show up prepared. Continue to build. And, and luckily, you know, we, we had referenced Eli. I know Eli is going to go out to to Arizona over the break mm -hmm. and, and spend some time with Ping. Um, Charlie is going to do, he, he's going to spend some time with a guy by the name of Mike Shannon out at, at TPC Sawgrass mm. and, and play in a couple tournaments over the break as well. Um, I know Hudson mentioned that he's going to probably stay down in Lafayette pretty much throughout the break for weather purposes, not go back to Missouri in the mm. cold. So I can see in all their eyes um, that, that they're they're going to they're going to work over the over the break. In, in my limited, limited capacity as a coach, I've coached a few things. It, it, what happens when, when guys get older, you know, it's kind of like, okay, uh, now the team is yours. Mm -hmm. you, got, you guys have to take over the team yeah. because I'm not the one competing. I'm, I'm guiding you. I'm the manager. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm, uh, you guys have to own the team. Absolutely. Basically. And I, I assume that's what, you, what you're seeing from these guys. No, it, we are. And it's such a reward, you know. Um, you know, the, the disappointment, I guess, in coaching is when, when kids come in and, like, 
you had high expectations for them and, and maybe they just, for whatever reason, they're slow to the game, mm. whether that's expectations on the golf course or off the golf course. And then what's more of a reward is when they exceed your expectations. And I, we're seeing that with Hudson and Charlie. In a small nutshell, they're, they're, they're men. Charlie just had a 23rd birthday yesterday. Um, Hudson and Charlie have grown into men. Hmm. And, and you can see it as fifth year seniors, they're, they're ready to leave. They want to leave something special here. Nice. And, and, and that, you're right, as, as a coach, that's what you want. Yeah. You want, you want your, your seniors leading your locker room. Exactly, and, and so the, the seniors will have one last chance to experience the Louisiana Classics, one of the coolest tournaments, I think, uh, around, because you get, you get a lot of different guys that come through, uh, teams that come through, and, and a lot of great opponents and mm -hmm. uh, competition that comes to Lafayette for that event. Uh, that's part of the spring season. What else? Uh, obviously, that's your highlight, I guess, because that's your one chance Yeah, that's our home to event. Host. Yeah. But we, we actually got kind of not caught, but we, were, <laughs> we, we agreed to co-host an event, and then they had a coaching change with the school that we were co-hosting, so they opted out of hosting, so it got thrown on, <laughs> thrown on us to do the hosting duties, which we're fine with. We can handle it, but it's at, at Lake, Lake Las Vegas. So uh, that'll be a fun, fun trip and, and, and a big, big field, a lot of teams. But, yes, the classics. You know, this year we have uh, uh, the U.S. Amateur Champion, Sam Bennett. Oh, cool. So you're going to see a guy, he, he's like fifth in the country competing for his you know, PGA Tour Q school. Uh, uh, here in college, they offer to the top, top collegiate players, they get, they get a PGA Tour card. Uh, so he, he, he won the tournament last year shooting 66, 66, 66. I picked on him. I said, man, I'd have shot 67 just not to have three sixes in a row. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, a neat thing we're going to do this year, George, and you've been around the Louisiana Classics yes. forever with us. Uh, it's going to be televised, as, all, as it always is, on ESPN+. Plus. But we're going we're gonna to flip the nines on the final round. Hmm. So that's going to have the leaders tee off of 10. Oh, wow. So can you imagine finishing on 7, 8, most importantly, finishing no. on hole 9 no. yeah. with a one-shot lead? Ooh. How hard is that hole going to be? The water up there at the front. Uh, and then a uh, good friend of the program and friend of mine, Brian Saunier, uh, the physical therapist who was our quarterback for, uh, for us back in the, in the 90s, he has a, he's pretty passionate about it. He wants to see a big, he wants to see a big gallery. Uh, around that ninth green, so I'm, I'm looking to the camera, saying we need to get you guys <laughs> you out go. there. Uh, but we're going to put some bleachers up. Oh, that's cool. Maybe get maybe get some food and drink of choice. Hey, look, you guys got to carry the flag because you know Louisiana, uh, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Open, Open. That's a good kinda, point. Kind of kind of had had a, an adjustment there. So yeah. and the idea is to make number nine at 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 uh, Oakbourne make yeah. it the waste management. You know, yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah, yes. make it the waste management theme. Yeah, you're you know, right. Get some students out there. Get rowdy. A good shot is hit. Clap. A bad yeah. shot's hit. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. That I mean, that would be fun. <laughs> you know. Well, you got to be careful too, because it's always a, a fine line when they're students. You still, so, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Don't want to boo them too bad, but I, it's all good though. Yes, yeah. I, I get it. Create the atmosphere yeah. and make it make it fun uh, for for everybody involved. Coach, thanks so much for the time. It always seems to fly by when you, when you come chat with us, but that's a good thing. Yes, thank you, George. I really appreciate all you do for our program. Uh, appreciate the support and looking forward to uh, come and speak again in the spring with some more good news. Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Hopefully the, the Cajuns will be competing for that Sunbelt Championship, get into the NCAAs, and Absolutely. we'll, we'll be uh, following you around there. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be fun, right? Sign me up. <laughs> there you go. Coach Theo Sliman, he's uh, 
the Raging Cajuns golf coach, and I am George Faust, and you have been watching Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.